my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal, where every episode we dig into a topic related to helping you break the cycles of unhealthy relationships and feeling not enough. My name is Sheena Tubbs, and I am the founder of Black Girls Heal. And so this week's topic, I am really excited about because it is all about coping with anger from your past. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And this is really important because anger has a way to seep into every nook and crevice of our life, be it uh, how we feel about ourselves how we feel about other people non-romantically. So in the workplace, in friendships, the cashier at the grocery store, and then of course, especially in our most intimate relationships, be it with sibling groups, family, or romantic partnerships. And anger is also one of those things that it can really feel like is powerless to control. Sometimes it can present as really intense and really overwhelming, Sometimes it's kind of this low boil that's underneath and maybe you're the type of person who can kind of minimize what other people see um, or at least the intensity of it, but it's still there. But whatever the source or whatever the presentation, if we are not aware of how it's impacting our lives and if we are not um, equipped with how to manage it, while also not minimizing what we feel and what we need, then we could lose control and anger could be something that just impacts our self-esteem, our goals, um, and of course, the connections that we have with other people. And so for this episode, I actually asked um, y'all on social media if you had any questions about this, and you did. (laughs) So I'm going to answer those questions at the end of the episode. Um, and so make sure you stay to the end of that. So first, let me say a few more words about why it's important that we look at it and a little bit more about how it may show up in our lives. So I mentioned that anger from our past can affect our relationships. And when I talk about anger from our past, I am talking about, um, times that we may have been hurt as adults. Um, had been betrayed, been um, let down or disappointed. But really what I'm talking about are those root incidents. So the reasons why we may have kind of a basic belief or expectation that people are going to let us down or not be there for us in the first place. 
um, because we learned that the world is unsafe or we learned that we can only trust people so much. And so because that is one of the core places that it starts and that is our perspective, that is our lens, every person that we meet has the task of proving that wrong. But a lot of times what happens is even if someone is equipped to do that, so maybe they are a healthy, a giving, um, an open person, because we are very tied to wanting to protect ourselves or wanting to um, be ahead of the game um, or fish out people who might be suspect, that, that wall that we have up not only keeps out people who are not healthy for us, it also keeps out people who are healthy for us. And we lose opportunities where we can heal, right? And so how many can relate to the idea of, you know, everybody I meet are just people who are not good for me or everybody I meet, like they always want something in the end. And that may be true, but that also may be true because people who might be able to prove you otherwise, it seems too easy. It seems like it may not work. And so we are not as open to kind of getting to know people and letting people get to know us. The reason why this is related to anger is because anger is what's called a secondary emotion. And so secondary meaning that it's just the tip of the iceberg. And so if we have underlying feelings that we don't know how to express, if we're not really aware of what we actually feel or if we think our feelings are too much or not valid, uh, most of the time what happens is we will, those feelings don't go away. They're still there, but they will manifest as anger. And they might manifest as anger because anger gives us a way to feel powerful. It gives us a way to feel um, like we are in control of situations and that um, we are not going to get hurt. And so some examples of underlying feelings that may manifest as anger is, of course, if we feel hurt or if we feel betrayed. Also, if we feel scared, that might show up as anger. If we feel disappointed, if we feel hopeless, if we feel confused, if we feel powerless, if we don't know how to check in with our bodies and check in with ourselves and figure out what that is, it comes out as anger. And so I'm going to say a little bit more about that later in this episode because that's related to one of the questions. But for us to be able to move forward in any kind of partnership, any kind of relationship, we have to know what we want and we have to know what we need. And we can't know that unless we are aware of what we're afraid of. So the reason, so the way that anger would affect our relationships Um, just to recap, is to keep us away from positive and potentially healthy healing connections um, and to keep us in a place of isolation, of mistrust, and kind of feeling alone, feeling like no matter what we do, this is just how the world is. And if we are not careful, we will get to a place where we just start to settle. So even though I can't see you and you can't see me, raise your hand wherever you are If you have been in that place either now or before or you see yourself getting there where you're just going to resign yourself to, well, this is just the best that I can get and this is how relationships are, right? Another way that's anger from our past, so old wounds um, from from our childhood or from other older places in our lives um, that are not healed may affect us 
is it also affects our anxiety. So how many people knew that anger and anxiety are related? Um, so if I'm discussing that one of the roots of anger, um, uncontrolled or old anger is because we've been hurt before and we're trying to be hyper aware, that is totally connected to anxiety. And so constantly needing to be vigilant about what people are doing, who's going to try to cut you, cut you off, who's going to try to undermine you, who in your workplace is trying to compete with you, um, who in your workplace doesn't see the best of you. And so let me say this really quick. Old anger doesn't always have to present as this big, powerful, explosive, intense emotion. Anger can also present as feeling not good enough and having kind of this underlying rage and resentment that people aren't there for you, right? Now, I know that probably hit a lot of people in the gut right there um, to just verbalize that, right? And so we can have anger at people for taking us for granted, for using us, for not being there for us when we need them to be there for us, which again, if that started in the past, that is just a trend that we've had our whole lives, right? And so it makes sense that that is our natural go-to. And so anxiety in this respect, instead of it being like this intense, like people are going to hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them first, and that looking like anxiety around being hyper-controlled, the anxiety on the other side would look like anticipating people who may reject us, right? Living in a defense because we've already expected someone to reject us in the first place. And so we're angry about that before it, something even happens. Or they say something that may or may not even be related to us. And we get very angry and upset about that. And again, if we tend to internalize it, they may not see it, but we hold that onto our mind and we make a judgment and we say, see, that's why I don't like you or that's why I don't trust you or that's why I don't even try in relationships. And that guides not only our relationship with that person, but everybody to come because we have one more thing that we think is fact that um, told us that this is the best we can. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. 
Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Can't expect. And so because of that, we can feel pretty lonely in the world. Um, pretty, pretty resigned to, again, that's just how things are. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So these are all things that we need to be aware of so that we can actually thrive in our relationships and thrive in our self-esteem. And so if you haven't already taken the masterclass, um, our Learn to Thrive masterclass, where we talk about six steps that help you get to the other side of this, you can sign up by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash masterclass. It's completely free and you can find a time that works for you. But it is really important that we get on this journey. Okay. Um, and then the other way that anger from our past can affect us if we are not on top of it and aware is it will feed into unhealthy coping mechanisms. So here's the thing. Emotions are not bad. There is nothing bad about any emotion that you have there. Even though this podcast episode is coping with anger, I'm talking about some ways that it can be destructive. Anger is an appropriate and healthy emotion to have whenever you are in threat of someone hurting you or hurting someone that you care about, right? It's just how do we manage that? How do we go by validating that and using it to get to a solution on the other side if we do it all? Or do we just reinforce some of the pain that this anger and, and um, baggage has brought into our lives in the first place? Are we moving forward or are we staying stuck? And so with that said, you know, all the emotions that we feel either around anger or underneath the anger that feeds into it, um, unhealthy coping mechanisms can be anything from repressing it. And so we need to get it out. So everything from self-harm or self-destructive behaviors, you know, alcohol, drinking, overeating, undereating, angry outbursts um, that seem to come out of nowhere. And so we're in this cycle of taking things that may be all on their own. They may not be bad, but because we're using them in excess to try to relieve some of this, this pain and intensity that we're feeling, 
to no end because these things were never meant to relieve us, then we're kind of stuck in that cycle as well. Okay. So I've already talked about the different faces of anger. So it can be very um, explosive, controlling, dominated, dominating, and underneath that fear, under underneath that anger is just is fear, right? So we are so angry because we are so afraid of what may happen if we do not protect ourselves, if we let someone take take advantage of us. And then the other side of anger could be a freeze response. So this is where we withdraw into ourselves. This is where we turn inside. We try to manage it ourselves, but the anger doesn't go away. Okay. So let's jump into some of the questions. One question is, how do I deal with the fear of giving up power? So first, I want to say kudos to you for identifying that there is fear giving up your power underneath your anger. I think you wrote this question before I even went into it, um, or maybe you've been listening for a while, so you kind of already knew. So first, wanting to, I want to validate that it is okay that you want to protect yourself. Um, I think one of the things that get in the way of people giving up the the need to to have that anger and have that control is they feel like they have to go to the other opposite side and be like, well, I'll just let everybody in and I'll let everybody just say and do whatever they want and I just have to manage that. And that is overwhelming. That's also incorrect and unhealthy, right? So having boundaries is a really important aspect of being able to thrive and being able to have um, a healthy inner you and also external set of relationships that both nourish you and you're able to nourish them. And so boundaries are always going to be part of the equation. So that's one thing to remind yourself that it is okay to have boundaries. Um, the next the next thing is to figure out well, what is the core of where this fear started. You know, what is it that you're trying to not repeat anymore? And so we talk about that more in the masterclass. So um, I know I mentioned it already previously in this episode. So um, if you haven't already attended, I want you to attend that as well. And we'll, we'll walk you down what that means, the six steps for you to get there. But, you know, there is something in you where you're afraid of, repeating the same mistake or giving someone access to repeat the same thing to you. Um, and then from there, you'll learn how to express what you need. You got to figure out what it is that you need from the relationship. Okay. Because you can't really, um, transform yourself or transform others. If you don't even know what you're working towards. A lot of the other questions were asking, how do I let it go? I've tried and I can't. And so the previous answer, I just, gave kind of helps with that. And then someone else and a lot of other people said, well, where do I start? How do I start this process? Um, starting with your emotions and figuring out what is underneath my anger. What is that primary emotion? Okay. Um, and then taking steps to get to the other side of it in whatever format that you want it to be. So it could be the six part thrive method that I'm talking about via black girls heal, or it could be via your own healing journey. But that is the first step that you take 
is to identify your own primary emotions. And if you don't know how to do that or if that's really hard to do, hey, we can help with that too. So um, just continue to stay tuned. You listening to these podcast episodes and participating in, um, in chats and comments and Facebook groups and all that is healing you. You are starting the process of unlearning. And so don't think that anything that you're doing is for nothing. Everything contributes to you moving forward and being a different person than you were a day ago, a week ago, a year ago, a decade ago. Okay, so stay encouraged. So that is the episode for this week. I hope that you found it helpful. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.